Welcome to the Blit Podcast, and thanks for joining us. My name is Josh Berg, and today I had my friend Preston Schmidley on to discuss digital marketing and what you should be doing to take full advantage of the digital world. I met Preston over a year ago in a marketing course that we were both in, and he was just super real and genuine and just one of those people that you couldn't help but like. Not that I wasn't trying to like him, but he, you're just drawn to him. Anyway, we're both from the same area too, which gave us more to talk about. And we just kind of hit it off. And so, you know, we've been in contact ever since then, but this is the first time I really got to interview him. And it was, it was pretty great. Preston owns an independent insurance agency, Friends with Benefits, and we do talk about that name. He owns a digital marketing agency, Digital Natives, and he's an Amazon number one best-selling author. So I've been excited to have him on for a while now, and the day was finally here. He has an amazing story, and if you haven't read his book titled If I Were You, which is geared towards insurance agents, you're missing out. That was a long intro. But now that that's out of the way, let's get into it before we do. As always, this episode is brought to you by our master insurance agency, Blue Lion Insurance Partners, or BLIP for short. Find out about our anti-aggregator and how we're separating ourselves from all the noise out there at bluelioninsurancepartners.com. Without further delay, here's my conversation with Preston. All right, we're live. Um, love this. All right, so, hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Um, welcome to the Blip Podcast, where we help insurance agents build successful agencies. Boom. So, um, yeah, we, you can uh, check out what we're doing at bluelineinsurancepartners.com. And uh, today, I feel, like, I feel like I need a drum roll. Let me, uh... today, um, today, I got Preston Schmidley with Digital Navis on with me. You got Preston, it, welcome. What up? Um, How are you doing? Good, man. Good. I always feel I always feel like I'm in, I'm introducing somebody on on uh, the dating game or what was that dating show back in the day? You know, you're bringing two people together, and I was like, oh, you know, Preston's a Northwest native and enjoys staying up late, crushing lead gen. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, um, but so you know, known for his number one Amazon bestseller. Um, but I'm okay um, with that intro. You could, yeah, no, that's that's a great intro. I, I I almost I almost prefer it being like coming from a place of mockery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, first of all, have fun okay, with it. The book, dude. Yeah. The book is good, man. You know, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't know what to expect when I when I started getting into it. But I, I really, really, and I said this to you before, but I really love the format. I think it's yeah. super cool, and it's it's um it's great content. Like I really, really enjoy it. So. Yeah, the, the the book um, uh, was a really fun journey. You know, I got to work with uh, a lot of my friends in the industry that I, I work with regularly, anyways. But the the cool thing about it was, I you know, I wanted to be able to bring people that are also on journeys to make a massive impact together, um, and and you know, just aggregate that knowledge to be able to make a massive impact. We have a uh, we have a goal uh, to get 50,000 of those books out. And so, you know, we're already making decent headway. Um, yeah. We've gotten gotten over a thousand out so far. So it's like, just got to keep, just got to keep moving, man. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool. The response has been really, really cool. Like that, this was kind of an unintended consequence of it, but you have people that reach out to you. Like people have like reached out to me, like emotionally, like, the book changed my life. The, you know, it was like, I needed that. Like you have no idea how much I needed that. And it's like, damn, okay. I was just trying to make a book, man. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been really cool, man. The response has been great. Um, I, it's already like, there's plenty of people that have been implementing and that's like my biggest thing. It's like, I want to see people take action. And so we, we've had a lot of people take action from it. So dude, it's been incredible. That's super cool. I, I mean, I think one of the reasons why, well, obviously why people are, you know, why they will message you, why they, why you get to hear part of their stories because you're so, you're a super real person. Like from day one, first time we had any interaction, I was like, wow, this guy's just, you know, telling how it is, holding nothing back, just giving his story. Like it, it's incredible. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. And especially seeing, you know, people who are, who are close to or, or at the same spot you were at a while ago. And seeing where you're at now, 
that there's all this, you know, it's a ton of hope, right? You just got to right. do it and make it happen. So um, anyway, that's awesome. I'm reading the comments here. and uh, I know. Nick's a goof as always. <laughs> and thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, man. I really do. What's up, John? We're going live. Yeah. What's going on, Spoggy? Good to see you. We've got some good people on here, man. So, okay. So, Talk to me. Um, hold on. Rob Lopez said Nixon pressing a light kit stat. I feel yeah, like Nick Preston needs some aloe vera for his sunburn. You're so your contrast is way better than mine. I got I'm super light in the back. Nick, Nick also asked if I have jaundice, and I just put that together because <laughs> I know that Nick had to. He probably had to type that word out with crayons. But you should probably look at that word up, Nicholas. Um, it's so vastly different. You know, um, speaking of jaundice, so I had, um, you know, you do see people that have jaundice every once in a while. But I had a, a roommate after college that. I I I want to I don't know if diagnosis is the right term, but he got diagnosed with scurvy because he had a lack, such a low lack of vitamin C in his body wow. that like yeah he anyway it was pretty funny. It's not I, a really a big deal. He can just eat more vitamin C. So. I was actually born with jaundice, but but I think jaundice is also <laughs> John Spocky. Um, jaundice is more of a response. I because uh, I've had a bad liver like my whole life, and so jaundice has been like an actually it, it, I do technically get jaundice, Nick. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Asshole. Uh, oh, by the way, this is a, a, a are G we or PG. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll know that going forward. Um, <laughs> so, so let's, let's get off of jaundice. Let's talk about some, something tangible here that, that'll help people. Thanks right. for derailing us, Nick Ayers. Yeah. So we are, we're here to talk about, um, I guess, the, 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 the title of this one's sharpening, sharpening your digital agency, right? Yeah. So, or your digital strategy. Right. So um, I think, you know, when, when we had uh, chatted back and forth, one of the things that I think probably should come first is your branding and your image, right? So I thought we could maybe start there because before you can really start working on your digital, you know, strategy and whatnot, you kind of got to figure out what yeah. strategy, you know. <laughs> so crude. Um, I'm gonna get rid of the comments because I, dude, I'm just, I feel like I'm just gonna go back and forth with Nick for the next hour. I mean, we're gonna do that anyways. I'm flying, I'm flying out to Sacramento to, to spend the next weekend with him. So I feel like oh, gonna, nice. We're gonna, have, we're gonna have plenty of that time uh, this this weekend. So I'll see you soon, Nick. I'm 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 muting yet. Um, so uh, so yeah, I, I think that's really important. So this is one of the common things that you'll see in business, and uh, it's important for people to, to recognize. People feel like they need to like they're like I need to get out. I need to like I need I need leads. I need I need people to know who I am. Yeah. And it's like they're worried about their volume, but they're they have no idea what they're saying, right? And it's and so that ends up just being like just like an angry yell, you know what I mean? Like you're not, yeah. there's no message that's getting conveyed. And so I look at brand as like, you know, what, what are we actually communicating? Right. And, and it's important to have both, right. You have to have branding, you have to have marketing. It's all part of, uh, you know, it, it, it all goes together. Cause if you have great marketing, but no branding that, that sucks. If you have great branding, no marketing, that sucks as well. Um, but branding is important because it's like, what message are we conveying? And there's so many agencies that haven't really identified that they got a business license. They created a business name and they just kind of threw it on shit. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> keep this family. We'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep this family. Uh, there's a lot of family. teenagers that watch this show. Preston. Really? You have a lot of <laughs> unlicensed individuals. Um, so I, was like, I was like child labor, huh? That's okay. Um, so no, the, it's important to have branding just because, you know, and, that, and that's, that's both personal and business. And this is one of the bigger things you see a lot of insurance agents. They're like, well, I don't want to make my page public. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to, you know, share on my own page. And my response says, do you want to make money? Yeah. Do you care? Like, I don't care. Like I put so much public, like, yeah, I don't put everything about my kid on my public, you know, like publicly accessible, mm -hmm. but it's like, dude, if you're closed off, you can't make a sale. Like I can't make a sale to somebody that I'm not willing to share with and connect with. Right. So it's like, if, if, if you become a lead in my system and I go, I'm not going to call you. Okay. Well then that's that sale I lost. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so you have to be vulnerable enough to connect with a prospect. And that's on your business page. That's on your personal page. It's on your YouTube, your Google, your, you know, it's like everywhere. And so I think that there's a, there's a lot of branding that, that, 
needs to include, especially now in 2019, a level of vulnerability. And that's different for everybody. But the, the more connected you can be with your brand and connect that with your consumers, you're going to win. You know, and, and a lot of insurance agents don't think that far. Well, I think it's really, I mean, so yeah, speaking to insurance agents, I think it's it's a really, really difficult thing to actually, um, you know, have a, I guess, have a focus, like to niche down to a degree where your brand is going to actually, you know, be worth anything, you know? Because if like the generalists, I guess, let me say this, we as an agency, haven't niched down really. We do a little in commercial, but overall, not really. Somebody who what, does what a real- you just described as your average insurance agent. Exactly. We don't really specialize. We kind of do commercial. Totally. It's, it, and it's not that you do commercial. You don't want to miss the opportunity, so you take what falls into your lap. But you're not. You're reactive, not proactively doing commercial. For sure, right? Well, I mean, so let me say this: we do. Have, we actually do quite a bit of commercial, but I meant okay. we niche down a little bit in commercial. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but in general, I mean, we are, we are a generalist agency, right? Sure. And because I mean, like, you know, you have people like Chris Green, who's going for flood, right? And that's obvious, right? That's a, that's an, dude, that's incredible. The, the, the stuff that he's doing is so cool anyway, but, um, and then, I mean, but, but think about it like a, like, I mean, we're no different than any other, like, look at med, the medical profession who makes more. You're, you're, you know, the guy that's working as just a general doctor or the brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. Brain surgeon, obviously, right? Obviously. Not only does he make more, he works on his, like he, he has full control, you know, cause the guy who's just a general, he's working, you know, at, at the uh, urgent care. Dude, you know, that dude's taking shit from, sorry, from every, <laughs> for, this is going to be tough for me. Uh, you know, he's taking stuff from every direction from people that are just treating him poorly Whereas the brain surgeon is like, hey, listen, it's your life. You're gonna, you yeah. have a 50% shot of dying if you go to that guy. You have a nine, you have a 90% shot of surviving with me. So you can either go by my rules or I'll attend your funeral. What, what would you prefer? Right. And it's like, oh wow, okay, I guess I'm, you know what I mean? Like he gets to build his business around his lifestyle, yeah. and and that's something that's really important. Like, and the more the more specific you can become, the more of an authority that you can establish in a specific vertical the more you can live that life. Yeah. And I think, I mean, really, I think the only reason people don't niche down to is, is out of fear, right? Like if you really did niche down, you are limiting your pool of people, right? Instead of being that generalist. And, you know, most people who are generalists probably are doing all right. You know, right. They don't have this. Chris Green's a great example of that though, bro. Like if you look at what he's doing, like, I don't know anything about flood insurance. Like, I, I know I, I know more than a consumer, right, obviously. Right. But it's like, if you put me and, and Chris on, a like, some sort of, like, game show trivia type thing, and and it's all about flood, I'm going to lose because mm-hmm. he's, he like, he just knows about it. And and I think that one of the things with, with niching down is it's like, you don't know it until you do it. Like, I'm sure there was a point in Chris's life where flood was just kind of one of those like earthquake. It's like he sold it when he needed to, or when he was asked about it, but right. it wasn't like a proactive thing. And which is obviously territory dependent in Washington. Neither of those are huge concerns for most people, but like, I know that there's other coastal places, coastal places in Washington where they are, you know, but it's like, there's certain places in the nation where it's less important than others. I'm just saying in general, those are reactive services that we offer. Well, he decided to make that a proactive service but there was a point where he didn't know what he knows now. And he, he learned that from consistent commitment action, you know, yeah. committed action. And, and uh, so like the fear is just self-imposed for, yeah, and, you know, so, so when we started talking about this branding and I talked about niching down and I was thinking really kind of like, well, the only way to really kind of brand yourself would be if you really niche down, you had something, something to brand, but you know, Grant, I, Grant Botma, I think does a really great job of, kind of being a generalist, but still having a really solid brand and a, and, and uh, something he's putting out there, like his reason and how, how he's actually like well, working. Right. Yeah. So you can niche down in multiple ways, right? It's like, are we going, are we going, are we going wide or are we going deep? You know, some people go wide, some people go deep. And I think, I think that um, to give you an example, Chris goes, Chris goes deep because he's on one product. I mean, obviously he has his, his main agency as well. I shouldn't say main, but he has his like multi-line agency, yeah. right? And then he has his flood business. And so the flood, obviously he's going deep. It's, it's very niche specific. He's doing one thing. Whereas Grant does a multitude of things, but he does them well. 
But if you look at Grant, I could I can assure you that Grant is very intentional with not only the demographic that he serves, but the psychographic. Right. I, on the other end of the spectrum, have a brand called Friends of Benefits. Grant at, at you know, stewardship and Preston at Friends of Benefits <laughs> have vastly different target yes. audiences. Right. And that's okay, right? Because it's right. like, I, I don't want to say I don't want the client that Grant has. And I don't want to say Grant doesn't want the client that I have, but I'm pretty sure that if we are competing in the same pool, it's more like a Venn diagram. Yeah. And there's a small bit in the middle that we would both say, yeah, I'll take that person. But overall, we have our defined audiences and they're different and that's okay. So you can brand yourself, not just in a, in a specific product, but also in a demographic or a psychographic of consumer. Like I want to be the insurance agent for millennials. I don't care if 60 year olds think my name is cheesy. Cool. You made the decision for me. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, okay. So branding image, like that is important, right? Cause if you're, if you're, if you're not branded well and, and your image is not recognizable, people don't know who you are, then your marketing and, and strategy. So, you know, uh, digital strategy is not going to really get you that far probably, or at least not as far as it could otherwise get you. So brand imaging, now that's out of the way. Let's talk. Let's talk about some organic strategies on, on I guess, digitally to acquire new customers or get your name out there. At least get in front of the people you want to talk to. So, if you had to pick one platform, and I know I think I know your answer, but if you had to pick one platform, um, say social media, because I would assume that that's probably the best way to go about it organically, getting your name out in front of social people. media. Yeah. If you had to pick one, which one would you go with? Like one realm of social media or? Uh, one platform. Billboards. Billboards. <laughs> yellow uh, pages. Yeah. Dude, I've seen people crush with the yellow pages. It's been a few years, but um, so what would I do? Um, I mean, obviously, it's, I, I think that, I, you know, social media is marketing. Like, if you look at the statistics of, of human behavior in the United States, at least, you have a, a massive amount of people that spend a, like a quarter of their day on social media. Yeah. And that's a myriad of different things. But if you if you and it's cool because like iPhones are starting to track statistics on this better. But by noon, there's a good chance you've spent two hours minimum on social media. That could be Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like any of that kind of Snapchat, any of that. Dude, two hours by noon for a lot of people. Like that's insane. Yeah, that is insane. And, and so if you think and, and our employees are doing it, like owners are doing it, you know. So it's like I think that you know, and I'm not here to be like, that's wrong. You know, I'm, I'm just, like it is what it is. I'm just trying to capitalize and, and and get the arbitrage of human behavior. So it's like I'm looking at the trends of where people are spending their time, and I want to make sure that you know I'm able to leverage that. If more people are going to Facebook. Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, I'm going to go where the eyeballs are. That's it. And I'm, I'm always going to be testing that on new platforms, right? Like you want to be able to see where these people are. And today that's Facebook, that's YouTube, that's, you know, and, and, and different, different groups of people, you know, pri- are more primarily based in the, you know, different platforms. Like I, I, as a user, as a consumer, am more on Facebook. But yeah. I do, but I do use YouTube. There's people, you know, Nick, Nick Ayers obviously is a great example. Some people defer to YouTube, and they are sometimes on Facebook. So there's there's obviously a, a mixture there of of people that are doing different things and different activities. And so I think I think it's important to be in social media. But but I think what's most important is choose one thing and do it well. Chris Green is once again an example of that. He did flood. Most people tell you you can't build a business out of flood and they can't because they don't have the consistent commitment and action to do it. But if you do one thing and do it really well, that's where the that's where the money's made is in the fundamentals. So it's like, you know, and people say, you know, well, lead forms don't work. You can't you can't generate leads with lead forms. Shenanigans. Dude. I've generated thousands of leads with lead forms. You might not be able to, but <laughs> I, I've made it vastly profitable. So tell me how. OK, I mean, that's a you problem, not a me problem. You yeah. know what I mean? So and, once, oh sorry. It, well, no, once you once you kind of figure out where your target market is, or or you know where your demographic that you're going after, spending most of their time, like what what would a good organic strategy be, unpaid strategy be for going after those people? I Man, I know it would be you know obviously it would be a little bit different depending on who they were and whatnot, but 
like is is there a certain amount that you know you personally would recommend for posting personal to business like five to one or you know things things along those lines well so yeah there's a few different angles here man i mean so we're talking you want you want to talk organic so let's talk organic um the first thing is are you willing to make content because organic is you know th this is the game right you want to acquire a customer you have to buy their attention yeah you have two currencies you have time and you have money well if you don't want to spend money which is paid then you have to spend time and if you don't want to spend that then you might as well fold up shop because you have to like it's not optional you have to spend time or money and the real winners do both right that's that's just the way the business yep. is and you know it's like most people go well how do i take this and do this well, the person who does this is just time or money. The person who does exponential is both. They understand. They reinvest. They keep doubling down on themselves. That's how you get exponential, right? It's a multiplier. Right. And so that's that's one of the things that it's like, okay, well, if we're going to take money out of the equation, you have to spend time. Non-negotiable. There's no excuses. So that requires content. Content's going to take you time. That means you have to, to actually build a presence long-term and stay in front of an audience to make sure that you know, you're able to, to stay in front of them. Like most people don't factor in, you know, it takes 12 on average, it takes 12 like outreach attempts to get a sale going on average. It takes 16 impressions to get us to, to get a sales conversation started for like from cold traffic. Okay. This is without engagement. That means that I have to on average, get in front of somebody 16 times before they go, all right, I'll give you a shot at it. Yeah. Right. That's consistency. And most people, most people will make a post, or do something, and then they go, nobody showed up. Facebook yeah. doesn't work. It's a scam. <laughs> Advertising's fake news. Like, no, dude. Do any, you know, go to the gym and try to deadlift 500 pounds right now. You'll kill yourself. Of course it doesn't work. You have to build a ritual. Yeah. And uh, and so that's like the biggest thing is if you have consistent content that you're making, uh, you, you'll win. But it's a, it's a time game now, right? You have to spend time if you're not going to spend money. So if you are going to do that, one, and this is great for people that maybe you don't have money. Maybe you're starting off. I'm very familiar with that. I've done it multiple times as an insurance agency owner. So it's like, if you don't have money and you have time, what I would recommend is rotate through some content. And I, and I keep it simple just so everybody can execute on it. First of all, get comfortable being in front of the camera. Use your phone. Don't worry about any extra technology. The only thing I would say is buy a $20 lapel mic from Amazon. Uh, there's a brand called Purple Panda. It's like $20, $22. And it'll give you substantially better uh, audio quality um, just because it's less environmental. It's more acoustic friendly to what you're doing. And once you plug that into your to your camera, just start recording videos. What I normally recommend, or into your phone, excuse me. What I normally recommend is rotating through three subjects. One is something you're very passionate about what you do, right? So it's like if, if, if I could do this one solution, this one product for my consumers, it's like the, the favorite part, right? Because we all have parts of the business we hate. Like for me, it's billing. It's like, Susan, I don't care why your bill is to 60 cents more this month. I'm going to need you to cancel your policy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for that. I'd rather just pay the 60 cents and not hear from Susan. Right. right. So it's like, in that example, I hate billing. But there's things I love. I, I love selling life insurance. I love, um, you know, I love the automation process. I love doing the marketing. So it's like, okay, well, I don't mind selling life insurance. So let's talk about life insurance. So what I can do is that's the one, one thing I talk about professionally. Okay. And I rotate through these three subjects. One is what's the one thing I love professionally doing. And that I would, if I could do that all day, I would be super passionate about for me at selling life insurance. The second topic is what's something non-work related that I just absolutely am passionate about where if I had a trust fund, I would be doing this all the time. Right. So for me, that's either being like on the ocean, like on a boat, uh, flying a Cessna or racing my race car, right? So it's like that's the second thing. It's just talking about. Hold on about a second. Hold on a second. Racing your race car. Mm -hmm. You have a race car. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about here? It's so it's a Honda Del Sol. <laughs> I have like fourteen grand into it at this point. I'm about All to right. A lot more into it, but it's a Honda Del Sol. I put a, a ninety-five Integra GSR motor into it. Okay. Um, lot, a lot of add-ons from there. It, it's a Corvette killer. I will say that. Really? But, um, yeah. I, the goal, the goal for me is by the end of the year, I want to have it be like low 11s, high 10s. It's that it's naturally aspirated, which is actually pretty, um, pretty incredible to chirp and scrip, uh, yeah. you know, at that time. But, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, it, by the end of the season, if we can hit 300 horsepower with her, I'll be happy. So. All right. And Cessna. So you have your pilot's license. I don't, that's another goal for the year is to get my, my private pilot's license. 
So I, I've done some flying, um, but it's not to the level I've wanted, you know, because yeah. I've just been in the grind. But it's time to it's time to pour into myself some too and reward myself for the hard work. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm just kind of reconnecting to some of my hobbies there. But the, you know, it's like those are the things that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. And, and the third thing is what's the one thing I require as a human being, right? So for some people that's a God or a faith, I'm kind of agnostic. Um, I don't, I'm not against it. I, I don't really believe I'm qualified to have an opinion on the subject. Um, and I'm not willing to spend 80 years to figure it out. So, you know, there's that. So it's like, but that might be a God for you. For me, that's family, right? So it's like, whatever that is for you, that's the third thing. And if you rotate between that one thing that you're passionate about at work, that one thing you're passionate outside of work, and the one thing you require as a human being to function, Dude, if you rotate through that, you'll attract the audience that matters to you. You'll do what you love in the process, which will also further, in, you know, inspire you to continue doing what you're doing because you get to talk about the things you love. You're connecting with people that are very similar with you. If you make your profile public, those people start to share that message because they're like, oh, shit, this guy gets me, right? Yep. Oh, I don't shoot. know. Oh, yeah. snap. Shoot, shoot, snap. Okay. I, I was like, I don't know <laughs> an alternative for that sentence. Um, so... But, but that's what I recommend. It's like, dude, if you literally just have those three things and you rotate through them, right? And people go, well, I like to travel, but I can't afford to travel, you know, yeah. every every week. It's like, yeah, you can. You just you just set expectations for yourself that aren't realistic. Like we, uh, uh, McBilly, my business uh, partner, him and I didn't ask me anything at, uh, at, at Innovation. Yeah. We rented a room and didn't ask me anything session for attendees. And um, one of the persons was like, I, I like to travel, but I can't. I can't travel all the time. It's like, you can, you just, you can't fly every week is what you're right, saying. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't drive three cities down and, and just make a post about, Hey, I heard that the best glass of wine is here in XYZ city. Right. It's like, it would be like the equivalent of you and I, I just taking a, a weekend drive to Wenatchee and being like, Hey, I heard this awesome restaurant was here. So we wanted to check it out, check out this beautiful sunset, you know, as we were going through, yeah. uh, you, you know what I mean? It's just like, totally. you can totally travel. But, yeah. but dude, you're setting yourself up like, yeah, of course you're not going to rent a private jet on Wednesday. And, but that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't have to be travel. That's an unrealistic standard. And so it's like, if you just communicate these things and you can talk about all of it, right? I could make a post that talks about life insurance, travel, and my family at the same time. Right. Yep. And it's like, that can all be in one thing that I share. And so organically, I think it's about crafting content. That's about you. It's going to inspire you to be more invested in what you do. It's going to also attract the type of people that want to do business with you. And it keeps it simple. It's so easy. I think it's so easy because everybody's like, what's the next thing? You know, should I do a chatbot? Should I do a, you know, it's like, should I do like Facebook? Should I do YouTube? It's like, yeah, do it all. But do you have time for that? No. Are you willing to hire somebody? No. Okay. Well then keep it simple. Yeah. Do So how many times, I mean, so to what degree should, should, and I, I'm, I'm, asking to get your opinion um, on this, but to, to what degree do you feel like somebody should be posting on um, social media platforms? So like if you rotate three things, is that one of those three things a day, one, one out of those three a day? Are we talking just a, a quick photo, talking long, you know, editorial style? Like I would say, no, that's great. So I would say all of them as much as possible, as long as you maintain the ratio. Got if it. I were to talk about life insurance all the time, I would lose friends and, and yeah. rightfully so. If I was to talk about flying all the time, people wouldn't take me seriously. And when I have a hook of an offer, they wouldn't listen. So it's like, you, you it doesn't matter if you can only afford three posts a week, do three posts a week, but keep the balance, keep the ratio. If you can do three posts a day, then do three posts a day, right? And yep. if you can only do two a week, I mean, dude, two is more than most people are doing, right? If yeah. you look at somebody's post, it's some BS like, you know, what's your guys' fourth photo? Or it's, <laughs> dude, it's like, who cares? Um, Can I say that in this, like, along this train of thought, I, I feel like good advice for somebody would be to schedule that time, put it in the calendar, make it happen. Because so often, I'm so guilty of this, yeah. I will be on social media you know, for whatever at night and I'll be looking at what everyone's doing and I'll like a couple photos and, you know, maybe reply to a comment or two. And I'm thinking, Oh, you know, I really got out there this evening, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't do anything. 
you well, know. another thing that you can do too is let's say you do take that trip to Wenatchee, right? Just as an example, and you're having a great time. You know, if you're out with your wife, you're like, man, this is this is a really good weekend. Write your three posts right there. You don't have to release them all, but if you have it written already and you're already on fire, you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. You wrote one, dude. It's so much easier because when you write, right? Like I do a lot of writing. When you write, there's like a ramp up, thirty to sixty minutes to get ready. Then there's like 30 to 60 minutes on the end to like just get back to reality and then whatever the time is in the middle. And it's like, well, if you know you have three posts to make, just back to back them. And it's like now you've cut out two ramp ups and two ramp downs. Yeah. So so that, I mean, it's just about being strategic with your time. Like, you know, and and so I think that that's like a minimum. But if people just post that on their page, you'd be surprised um, if most people just take an audit of their of their of their page. And this is one of the things that's really frustrating in, in any industry, but obviously I hear this a lot in mortgage and insurance is people want the results, but they don't want to have to lift the weight Well, you don't get the muscle unless you stress it, you know? Yep. And it's like, you have to put the time and you have to put the money in and there is no, there's no free rides. So you're going to have to either, if you actually want the client, then you have to attract them. And it's, we're getting to a point in business, especially because insurance and mortgage, they're both consolidating. Um, you know, McBilly and I, we, we spoke at uh, Agent 2021 with Gary V. And I was kind of curious because when I got on the roster, I was like, this is really cool. This is a really cool gig, but I'm, I'm really curious why there's insurance, there's mortgage, there's real estate, and there's auto dealers. I was like, the first three of those I could kind of see because insurance, real estate, mortgage, yeah. you know, but, but I was like, auto dealers, like that's kind of a curveball. And at the end of it, he said, you know, the reason we have you all here today is because my team and I feel strongly that these are the four industries that if they're not already under siege are are most subject to heavy disruption in the next two years. And I and when he says like, oh, OK, I can absolutely see that. Yeah, there, you know, it's like and people go, I'm better than Geico. I don't know why people choose Geico over me. I can find a lot of reasons why they choose Geico over yeah. you. Yeah, you're not up at 2 a.m. First of all, secondly, you don't have it as, as thorough of a digital experience. You're less accessible. There's yeah. I mean, we could find all the faults, but it's like, yeah. okay, well, what are they also doing? Well, they're winning at something clearly. And, and it's like, instead of just, instead of just holding your belief, it's like, would you rather be right? Or would you rather be winning? Yeah. So we all have some growth there to be had. So organic is good, but honestly, we're entering an era too, where it's like, I feel like you strongly have to you, you do have to be in the paid arena. Like you have to be running some sort of either brand awareness campaign or just straight up marketing and going for the jugular, trying to attract business. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Like, um, so if you're doing the organic, um, by the way, I I do want to clarify this. So the book that that is, if I were you, if I were you, the complete guide to thriving in the insurance industry, this book is, uh, I feel strongly that this is a must read. If you're an insurance agent, we wrote this, with the sole intent it's 230 pages it's it's actually a decent read um it's a great read yeah and and it and it's written like if you're like i don't know how to do organic type stuff i don't know where to start like literally we break that stuff down yep um and there's tactical strategies the reason it's called if i were you is because i wanted a resource to be able to give people because i also answer a lot of the same questions all the time so it's like well, let's just answer these once and move on but I, there's parts throughout it where I'm like, if I were you, this is what I do, right? And I'm breaking down. So it's like we give you tactical and Im- things that you can implement right away. So if anything that Josh and I just talked about, organically speaking, you're like, I don't know how I would do that. I would I would thoroughly recommend going through if I were you because it's yeah. going to give you tactical things that you can implement, um, you know. And uh, there's a there's a lot there that you can pick up from it. Um, yeah. So. When it comes to paid traffic, um, that's a must. It absolutely is a must. So yeah, where would you like to go with that? Well, I mean, let's talk about, so somebody starting off, um, you know, one of the things you had just said is, well, one of the things you've said, and I've heard you say, and a lot of people say, right, is if you, if you, um, um, I guess if it's not in your zone of genius or, or if you don't want to spend the time to really learn it and go after it. Maybe that's not the best use of your time. Even if you want, you know, would like to do that, you should pay somebody. If somebody wants to start learning um, paid traffic, how to generate leads through spending money on advertising, social media, that sort of thing, where, where should they go to start? So you have digital natives, right? Yeah, we have the digital natives Academy. So 
we just we just released access to the vault which is actually really cool it's it's per, like a perpet, perpetually uh growing content vault where we go over all of the strategies that we implement not just for um the students but we're also putting in the strategies for our, for our consultant clients our done for you clients um, and a lot of people don't actually know this, but a, a large majority of the revenue that we generate is off the mortgage industry. And so we've had such incredible insight um, from that process and how that's affected our referral partner program. So it's like a lot of that is, uh, you know, helping people connect with mortgage loan officers because we just massive insight that we have. You know, I do weekly calls with our best clients. So it's like being able to tap tap into their businesses and know where to best leverage those has been incredible for our agency and a lot of our students. So like that's in the, that's in the vault as well. We, and, and so we're adding that We're there's a ton of stuff, right? So, so break this, hold on. Um, so with digital natives for everyone that is listening now or will listen um, to this, what can you, can you break it down to a more basic level? Like what is offered? What does that look like? Yeah. So we used to have, uh, products here and it was agency foundations then we were building um agency breakthrough and then there was the the highest level was um uh uh agency legacy and it was like beginner advanced expert and and, and so this is specifically to teach people how to do paid traffic yeah and it's and it's industry specific for insurance. or paid leads so, yeah yeah so so essentially <laughs> Um, and we broke it down like that for a few reasons. So the first reason was I, I, I've been, I've taken almost every course that exists and is accessible to insurance agencies or relevant to insurance agencies. You know, it's, we spend a ton on just making sure that we're, you know, that we're as sharp as possible. And a lot of what I've realized is when you get into, you know, a lot of the courses that are out there is there's no rhyme or reason. It's, it's kind of chaos. Right. And mm -hmm. you like try to implement, you, you have to land somewhere. So you try to start putting stuff together from what you have in front of you. And you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like it doesn't work. Right. You're like, I, you get over your head. You're trying to build surveys. You've never done that before. You still don't know how Facebook works, but you're trying to build a survey. You don't even know where they connect. And yeah. then there's Zapier and you haven't even figured that, you don't even know what that does yet, but you've heard the word. Now you're like, yeah. what do I do? Like, that's a really scary place to be. And so we were like, well, okay, if we could break it up in the digestible chunks, like if you do this, you'll start generating leads and making money. And once you have that, now we can bolt onto that. And once you have that, we can bolt onto that. And so we did that. The problem was I didn't like selling it individually because it, I feel like it became compartmentalized. And when the platforms made shifts, it, it reduced the available content and we always had to reshoot. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no problem with that, but it's, it's less scalable for us to be able to provide a tangible result. So I was like, well, what can we do to make sure it's the best um, situation for everybody? And McBilly and I, you know, we were going kind of back and forth about how can we make it the best? And, and we just both kind of were like, screw it, man. Let's just give it all to them. Like, let's just put it all in, like package it. We'll keep, we'll keep the structure like the way it is, like conceptually, like you should, this is the flow you should do. But yeah, I mean, the goal is we're going through and teaching sales. We're teaching marketing psychology. Uh, there's automation stuff in there. Um, you know, we, we still have the, the uh, agency foundations, the agency breakthrough and the agency legacy model. Um, but then there's also, you know, uh, a lot about copywriting. We have expert interviews as well with other uh, industry experts. Um, yeah, and we're adding like coaches and stuff. So SEO, automation, um, you know, Facebook, video marketing, stuff like that. So it's like the goal is to make the program as well-rounded as possible yeah. to, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, this is the thing. I, I don't like to stay platform dependent. I love Facebook uh, I, and I always have, but you and I can both agree that the platform shift. I mean, look at what Google did. Google was like way better back in the day than it is now. And that's fine. It, it, there's still people that are making it profitable. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm like, well, okay, Facebook's still a very core component, but anybody would be a fool to neglect the other available platforms, and which includes, but is not limited to LinkedIn, Snapchat, um, even Reddit. You know, there's a lot of different platforms that I think we should have our eye on. And the way that I look at it is, is it your job to, to as the end user to, to keep your eye on all that? Not necessarily, but I do feel an obligation to our students to make sure that we have a finger on the pulse of where the industry is going, both marketing and insurance, and how can we both how can we best marry those two worlds? Yeah. D did I see that you guys are shooting more content soon? 
Yeah, we just actually reshot uh, all of our foundations content um, to make sure it's relevant because Facebook's made a lot of changes lately. And so we we literally reshot the whole thing. Dude, I um, love that. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool because I think a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, I already did it. Here it is. Even if it's not relevant anymore, still sell. There's still, there's still courses out there and it should be, it should straight up be fraud and whatever. <laughs> there's, there's people out there that are still selling content from 2014 bro yeah that, I know. that's that's offensive dude like five years ago i feel like people were using pagers like i don't even know how i don't know man like we shot we shot the original foundation content literally ex- like it was a exactly a year ago from when we started reshooting it which yeah. was uh unintended but really cool to be like oh we're shooting we're reshooting it on the anniversary um but it's like in a year dude you and I could both agree, like life has changed in social media drastically. Yeah, totally. And so it's like, well, if we want to be able to provide the best value, then we need to make sure that we're as current as possible. So we just went on like a war path and we just reshot that. Lots of Red Bull, lots of coffee. Uh, we reshot that and we're we're re, we're uh, currently reshooting uh, the breakthrough content to make sure that it's as relevant as possible. Um, the Especially with like the mortgage industry, like I don't know if you saw that with Facebook, but they're going through a lot of changes right now as far as Facebook and their targeting. Yes, and like I did see that. They took a lot of stuff out, right? Yeah, so we're making sure that all everything's as relevant as possible. So we're re-releasing the breakthrough content here uh, this week. And and then it's literally on to the next. And so the goal is McBilly and I just have an aggressive content plan. And we're just we're just releasing that. And and my goal, you know, it's like I have some students that have a heavy emphasis on the, like They're like, I want to learn how to do copywriting. Like I want to learn how to structure an ad. And not necessarily need you. And I'm like, dude, I love that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I want you to be a free thinker. So like we're putting together that. We're putting together marketing psychology because some people just don't understand marketing psychology. You know, like one I talk about often because it blows my mind how few people understand it or know it is the five levels of market awareness. You know, that's like a staple that I talk about a yeah. lot because it's huge. Like if you don't understand that's like how can you craft anything? I don't care how good you are at copywriting. Well, you can't really get good at copywriting if you don't understand that because you're just puking at people. You're not actually understanding them. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like these fundamental things about, about, you know, marketing theory, timeless principles, right? It doesn't matter what platform, if you understand copywriting and marketing psychology, that applies to YouTube, Facebook, Google, Instagram, Snapchat, dude, GeoCities. It, it applies yeah. to, <laughs> like, you know, so, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So it's like, how can we round out the vault as much as possible? And that's that's really the goal is we just want to make a massive impact on the industry and that's through content, but we, we also want to make content that's executable and I love watching people implement. And so that's really what we're working on. Nice, I love that. So, I mean, I guess the the advice here that I'm sure you would give, that I would give is if it's something you want to learn and um, really understand, which, I'll say this, it, what you just said, that it, cha- it has changed so much from a year ago, right? Like staying on top of all the changes in social media, like paid advertising, right. man, that's like a job in itself. Like that is a ton, right? You have to really be connected and to, to really be on top of all that stuff. It's the only way you're really going to find it. But yeah. if you want to learn it, it's, it's okay to dabble in it for sure. But if you really want to learn it, find a super a really good course from somebody or people who care about your success. Don't just buy a course. You have to well, find I, something. The course itself is cool. Courses are cool. But I think what's more important is find mentors. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and the reason for this is like people tell me, you know, I'll, every now and then I'll have a call where people are like, well, I could just YouTube how to run ads. Sure. It just depends on what you value your time at. You know, like I, I explain this to people. This is like the, the most literal I can be. I want you to imagine your agency as like a first car, right? And and my first car, it drove. Uh, third gear wasn't very good, um, but I got real good to, from that second to fourth gear pop, you know? <laughs> Just and, not uphill. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like maybe the heater doesn't turn on or maybe it doesn't turn off or maybe one window doesn't go all the way up or down, right? So like, it's like, it, it works, it does. And this is honestly, if you think about your agency, most people could go, yeah, my agency does most of what it's supposed to do, but it's I, I know it could be better, right? Like we're yeah. on that... Our agencies are like a first car. And so if we reach a point where you go, you know what? I want this car to drive like it's supposed to. You know, like I, I work hard. I deserve to have a nice car. And you got a few choices. You can either take the car to the mechanic 
and just drive it, right? Just pay, get it done, and boom, you're done. And that's going to cost you money. But yeah. you'll have your car immediately. Right. Or you buy the tools, you buy the parts, you sign up for school, you, you go to school, you take the test, you pass the test, you eventually fix your car, and now you're a mechanic. Mm -hmm. The question is, what do you want to do? Because unless you want to become a mechanic and enjoy the journey, I, like I think it's important to become a student. The question is, though, some people go, well, I don't want to have to do all that. Okay, well, then do you want to pay that? Well, I don't want to pay that money. Well, if you want to play in the game, you're going to have to pay either time or money, right? Yeah. And so and so that's just one of the things I always like to communicate to people. Um, it's important. You have to invest in yourself. Like I can't, I can't say that enough. Like I've made so much ROI on any money I've spent for any level of mentorship because it, it helped me think bigger. It helped. I mean, it's just like I was on a life. I was on a call with my life coach before this call. Like it's important. Like if you're not pouring into yourself and you're worried about the cost, like how are you worried about the cost more than what is it going to make you? I don't yeah. care what it costs. What's it going to make? Always. All, all Like if I spend a dollar and I make a dollar and 10 cents, that's a win. And there's a lot of people that I think go, well, am I going to make five times my money? What industry do you think you're in? Like when did the stock market do that? When did right. real estate do that? And, and, and I, I don't know. I just think it's unrealistic. Like if you can make a 10% gain, dude, that's a good business. If you yeah. can do that, duplicate like every month, Dude, that's a solid business. I think you're, I, I completely agree with you with mindset. It's like, it, it's probably the one thing that really, really, really can help somebody in their, in their business journey. I mean, everything else will come and go, but your mindset, getting that right is something that's going to stick for so long. No, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent, man. It's, and and uh, we all want the results and we want them fast, right? And and we should be giving those to people, um, you know. But it's like in our done for you service, for instance, we generate leads and we have incredible data to do that. We then take those leads and we automate email, text, voicemails. We stay in front of those as much as possible. We get them to schedule appointments with our clients. And I, I mean, the, all the client has to do is actually pick the phone up for the call. All they have to do is it's, if they want, they can do outreach or they just respond to the responses to the automations. You know, and it's like if you look at this, let's talk about from an agency owner's perspective. What else is left on the prospecting side? If all the texting, emailing and voicemailing is done, you just have, I mean, you can call if you want. Right. Right. Now, if that's profitable or not, is that the is that the marketing company's fault or is that your you know what I mean? Like whose job is it at that point? Right. And, and so that's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want to learn it, then learn it, but commit to excellence. You know, it, it's not a get rich quick scheme. You can do it fast. Like you can get results fast, but it's a craft. It's just like being good at insurance. Like you didn't just come out of licensing and go, dude, I'm an expert, bro. I mean, and maybe you did. And maybe you feel like you were an expert and that's good to have that level of confidence. But it's like anything, like if you want that level of mastery, invest in yourself, pour into yourself, spend time or money, ideally both if you want to do this, right? Yeah. You do, you spend either, you spend neither, you do this best case scenario, best case scenario. You spend one, you do this, you spend both, you do that. Yep. Love it. So, so it's, all, it's all mindset, man. So a good digital strategy is one, make sure your brand and image is well thought out. And I hate saying on point, but- on point <laughs> so, so, to start no let's, let's 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 give it a name let's make it intentional yeah because yeah. you know in the in the professional services not just insurance so many businesses are named the quote-unquote john smith agency yep okay but if the you know if let's go story brand on it here for a second if if the hero in in this journey is the client what does john smith agency have to do with them yeah good call that's brand. And, yeah. and I'm not saying you can't have that, but you need to find a way to make a message. A, a, it could be, you know, your slogan or whatever. You need to find a way to bridge that gap because they don't care. Dude, it, it, the message needs to be something that they can resonate with. And, and John Smith agency means nothing to them. Hell, Geico doesn't mean anything to them, but Geico spends a ton of money at Super Bowls and everything else to make sure that you understand that their brand is about levity. They're about humor. They're about getting you cheaper rates. Geico has never once been like, get the best, most qualified product for your life situation by calling 1-800. Like, 
they don't that's not their business right, right? right so they do what they do extremely well and if you think about it from a risk mitigation standpoint it's actually probably a really smart business model because best case scenario they send out a check for twenty five thousand dollars because that's the state minimum and that's what their client has and that and that and that check for twenty five thousand is followed by a letter that says we regret to inform you that your policy has been paid to the limit of liability yeah. we, we we recommend that you seek counsel yeah, that's a good business model. If you're you're only spending twenty five thousand, so it's like, all I'm saying is is their rewards are high, their risk is low. They have a you know, but they 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 target their model based off of entertainment first and saving you money second. It's a winning strategy. Now, do we like to compete against it? No, but let's be honest, it's a good business model. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we contend that? Well, you need to be bigger than John Smith. You got to be yeah. bigger than the John Smith agency. You have to connect with them in something that is going to provide them tangible value. So yeah. be intentional in that, like craft with intention. And if you're intentional and you go, okay, what does the hero need to feel? What does the hero need to experience to want to do business with me? Reverse engineer that and tie that into your agency and then make that your brand. Um, because if you go, well, you know, our clients care about, you know, having good, good coverage. Do they? ask them like yeah. actually ask them that's what you want them to have and i get that but it's like how many rebellious teenagers are there from parents that go i want this for my children well your children don't want that so that doesn't that doesn't work you know and your clients are no different like you, we need to listen to them and go what do you want how can i help you and so let's tie that in yeah let me ask you something on that so i actually had started um kind of wrapping it up by step one, make sure this is on point. But now now we're off on, I want to I want to finish this because something I had, I was thinking about um, earlier is when you're talking branding and, um, and, you know, the image of your company and your target market and all that kind of stuff, I think, so, so there's what we want and then there's what your clients want. And so, I wanted to ask you this, like how much of that do you think should be directed by the owner and how much should be, I guess, just received and accepted from the clients? Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you a question and more simplify this that everybody will be able to understand. How do you get your kids to eat their vegetables? Uh, how do I? Yeah. Um, there's different parenting approaches at this. Yeah. So my wife did that really well. She she did that. She would force them to at least try everything all the, you know, every meal she would they have to try everything. They have to eat it all, but they had to try it. So now they're pretty good at it. So you can throw some salt on it. You can throw some cheese on broccoli. Yeah. You can you can you can mix it in. You can stuff it into a calzone. You can all I'm saying is there's there's a way and a lot of and a lot of people treat their business like they they parent. It's actually kind of crazy if you analyze this. How many people go, "Yeah, I can't get my kids to eat their broccoli." And they just write it off. Okay, well, that's how you, you probably how you run your business. Um, you can't just write off the fact that they want to eat the broccoli if that's important to you. You need to find a way to connect with them to, to communicate the importance of broccoli. That could be through flavor. That could be through which flavor would be your service, right? So maybe you have a fun approach to like for for us, for instance, it's all about like in our infusion soft, we, infu we, we do a lot of like email campaigns that are meant to be like engaging, fun, um, you know, and that, and that's the thing. Friends of benefits is about levity as well. I want people to hear the name and go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Dude, if I can make you laugh on the first conversation, boom, I'll take it. Right. And so that, that was intentional. And, and our whole brand is built around how can we make you laugh or at least like, how can we throw salt and cheese on the broccoli? It's still broccoli, bro. It's insurance. I don't want to talk about this, Susan, Yeah. but I also don't want to watch you lose your house and end up homeless living out of a box driving your 1998 Toyota Corolla and having to live in it now because you were not making good financial decisions. So let's throw some cheese on that broccoli. <laughs> and so I think if we just treat it like that, we shouldn't dismiss it and go, well, my kids just want to eat their broccoli. No, it's our job to find out how to make the broccoli more appetizing. Insurance is broccoli. Yeah. But how much of the branding and, and, and like targeting of a specific client. So like, I'm, let me ask you this. So, in our agency, when we started, um, when we started, we would literally, you know, take anybody and yeah. even on commercial, right? Yeah. You know, Cause we would just do everything, whatever. Um, and now we've, over time, we've realized we have a certain, you know, certain clusters or our 
commercial clients are seg- segmented, like, you know, we have contractors and we have, you know, um, whatever, a lot of techie, you know, whatever. So now we've, we, we understand those very well. And so we go after those specific niches. Right. How much of that do you think you should direct and go after? Or how much do you think you should see what's happening and just go like, I guess this is where we're headed? I'm going to give you an example that's not insurance specific um, or vegetable I'm, specific. I'm not right. very good with vegetables. <laughs> no, it's fair enough. So this is actually something I see all the time on the mortgage industry. And, and I'm going to give you some examples and hopefully this will help you see outside the box on this. Yeah. So I have a lot of people that will come in and be like, I don't want leads unless they're 800 or above credit scores. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you, right. Want, you want, you want unicorns. So, okay. So Let's take this back. There's two approaches to this. Do we create 800 credit scores or do we find 800 credit scores? So we have to go back to the process. If somebody wants to hire me to, to, to get 800 credit, uh, credit scores or above, there's two ways we could do this, right? So let's imagine, I want you to go to a Puyallup Fair. You've been to the Puyallup Fair, right? You know what? I've never been. Okay, well, first of all, you're missing out. It is the biggest fair <laughs> no, west dude. in Mississippi. I don't uh, know. I've heard about, I've heard so many stories of the clientele that go there, man. Dude, it's fun. It's great people watching. But if, sure. you, if, if you go to any aggregation of people, right, if you go to a place where it's random, I'm not going to say Walmart because I think that that's actually more demographical than anything. But it's yeah. like if you go to a place like that's an attraction, go to sure. Disney, go to, go, to, go to Wild Waves or go to uh, Six Flags, right? And if you take a survey of 100 adults that are there, out of those 100 adults, how many do you think have an 800 plus credit score? Very few. Are we talking 2%. 2%. Yeah. So probably two of those 100 have an 800 plus credit score. Okay. So my question is, do I find more or do I create more? It's, and a lot, and this is the problem is people go, I want this. Well, that doesn't exist right now. You want a statistic, you don't want to pay more for it, but you, you're you saying to your marketing, I demand to find this person. Okay, well, there's two ways. We can spend more to try to find more people and your CPO will be higher, your cost per lead, or we can put processes and procedures to take the eight that are maybe at 750 and craft a journey that will help them become 800. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do you just want to find children that like broccoli? They're rare. Or do you just want to <laughs> teach your children how to enjoy broccoli? It's a lot easier to create a journey than it is. And it's a lot more profitable and a lot more scalable to create that journey internally than it is to go, damn it. How do, sorry. How do I get, <laughs> how, do, how do I get this, this person? I want more of these people. I want preferred. And, and every insurance agent says this, by the way, I, I only work with the preferred demographic. Right. What, is, right. what does that mean? What does that person look like? Well, you know, you own a home, good credit, and have two cars. I hear the same thing every time. The white picket fence American dream type thing. And it's like, who is that person? How many Americans are that person? So there's two questions. Do we find them or do we create them? Now, that's a kind of an abstract thing for insurance because you go, well, how do I make somebody a, a, a homeowner? Well, maybe you don't. But maybe you do. There's different ways. You can there there are ways to help manipulate insurance scores. You can. Yeah. Now it's an intentional process. Is your goal to to get those clients? Are you willing to help them get there? Oh, mm-hmm. you just want to find them. You're not going to help them with it. Okay. Well, that's going to cost you. Yeah. So so there has to be acquisition, and it always comes down to time or money, bro. I I'm a big believer in I'm willing to nurture you to that point. Because if I want that, it's one thing to want it. It's another to go, listen, I want it to the point where I'm going to help you become this. Because mm-hmm. it's important to me and I know the value of it. And I know like it's like you can't just force an umbrella policy down somebody's throat. But you can also help communicate to them in, in Washington State that the average wage garnishment is 45% for 15 years. And you would be devastated to watch that impact on their family. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's a different message. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, what would you do, Josh, if you had to live for the next 15 years on, you know, 65% or excuse me, 55% of your combined household income? What would you do? And by the way, you can't bankrupt on a civil liability in Washington state. So what would you do, Josh? It's a good question, man. You're going to leave the country? You can't. Like, let's be real, right? Yeah. Like everybody goes, well, I'll just, you know, I'll, uh, like, no, th- we can't, <laughs> we can't dismiss our discomforts with humor. This yeah. is a serious moment. We're talking about your wife. We're talking about your children and the potential loss of the home that you live in. If that was you, Josh, what would you do? That's why umbrella insurance is, exists. 
like it's it's sometimes it's about not just going oh you need an umbrella insurance right it's about like creating the journey that helps them understand that right so it's not always about you're not going to help people become homeowners buy two cars get life insurance you know you can't force insurable interest on people but you can craft the journey that helps them understand the need and i think that that's what people need to do insurance agents specifically is like craft that journey like be less be less worried about quote unquote needing more of the ideal client and help people become the ideal client through your journey whatever that is and yeah. that becomes your brand if if knowledge you know we call it edutainment in the marketing world if you're focused on edutainment 80% educate or excuse me 80% entertainment 20% educating but you're consistent on the inter entertainment and the education you're going to win and people will appreciate it and that becomes your brand but it also becomes your client journey dude that's it that's that's a game changer right there yep love it all right, dude. I think we are we're over an hour. So dude, I could, cut. I could do a filibuster. No filibustering. Oh, All right, man. man. Well, it's, been, it's been a pleasure, Josh. Dude. It's always good to get to talk with you. Preston, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. Wait, where can people find you? Uh add me on Facebook, uh Facebook.com forward slash uh Preston Loves Marketing. Um you could do that and then go from there. I mean, I post a lot on my you know, personal page and uh, I make offers for my personal page as well. So if somebody wants to uh, talk to me about the Digital Natives Academy, they can, they can honestly just message me. I try to keep it as human as possible. Yep. Awesome, dude. Thank you again so much, Preston. Appreciate it. It's your been time. a pleasure, brother. I hope you All have right, a man. wonderful weekend. Make it great. Thank you. Take care, man.